0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: It does not compare to nothing accomplished on the field, baseball, football.
0: It's a whole different love. It's a whole different respect. It's a whole different level, man, of uh, satisfaction. It really is, because these are people, man. These are our people.
1: Good morning. It is Friday, February 26th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Really fun conversation today with Rashad Milligan, who covers Jackson State, among other things, for the Mississippi Clarion Ledger. Rashad found himself at the center of Deion Sanders' post-game brouhaha last week. Some he said he said about whether Sanders' belongings were stolen out of his locker or simply moved and there was just like so much, so much to talk about and so much to take away. Jackson State beat Edward Waters, a small enrollment college in Florida, in Dion's debut as head coach, fifty-three to zero. They begin swack play Saturday against Mississippi Valley State, which should be a much more telling test for how good Jackson State is really going to be in Dion's maiden season. Rashad and I talk about what it's like covering Dion and the team and how he has to balance the viral Dion coverage that the whole country is craving with legitimate team coverage that people in the area would like to see. He talks about how Dion's beginning to warm up to the media, talks about the fan excitement down in Jackson and across the Magnolia State. And even for the recruiting fans out there, it seems like there's a very real expectation that come the fall season, four star freshman Shadur Sanders, Dion's son, is going to be the starting quarterback. And, and, and we get into that and and how uh, Jackson State isn't totally pleased with its current quarterback situation, but they're making do. So that's going to happen. We're going to bring you that discussion in, in one minute. Uh, and before we take a quick break, I should put on your radar that we have some big recruiting news going down today. Class of 2022 quarterback Ty Simpson will announce a commitment at 2 o'clock Central, 3 Eastern on CBS Sports HQ. So make sure you're streaming that on CBS Sports HQ. This has really come down now to Alabama versus Clemson. The the two foes, we love watching them on, on the field, and now they're duking it out on the recruiting trail. The Tigers were once seen as the clear leader, and... It might have been Clemson uh, if a winter storm uh, that swept the Southeast last week did not delay Simpson's decision, but as time has gone on, it does feel like Alabama is picking up a lot of steam, and he told our Steve Wiltfong uh, recently that it is truly 50-50. Tennessee was once thought to be in the mix. Uh, It is not believed that the Vols would be the choice on Friday. Simpson plays at Westview High in Martin, Tennessee, and is tabbed by the 24-7 Sports Composite as the nation's number three pro stock quarterback and number 27 prospect overall cannot wait to see what he does all right we will be right back and then it's prime time the college football daily will be right back
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Okay, bringing on Rashad Milligan right now. Rashad, we were talking before I hit record, and you were telling me about, you know, kind of the, the Clarion Ledger's coverage of Jackson State. I would just imagine that you've probably, in the last month or so, Shattered the all time record for like ever uh, of Jackson State <laughs> bylines, right?
0: That might be an understatement, might be an understatement, Uh, you know, or at least Jackson State football, I would say we previously have had Jackson State beat reporters, but we haven't had one in the past couple of seasons or no, I would say probably since yeah, 2019 was probably the first full season. Clarion Ledger didn't have a Jackson State full time beat writer. And, um, you know, Jackson State, they have a passionate fan base, so they were all, you know not pleased with that but hey Deion sanders comes in and we have jackson city. <laughs> now they complain now now we have people on facebook who complain that, that we uh write too many jackson city stories
1: do they really they want more more bulldogs and and, and old miss crazy because it
0: used to be oh you write too much Ole miss oh you write too much mississippi state you don't write enough Ole Miss. i don't think people you, you know how it goes people will never be satisfied but i'm starting to see that slowly slowly where it's like you guys only talk about Dion and Jackson state. (laughs)
1: That that's funny. I was, when I was trying to find you earlier and and see like who the, who the Clarion ledgers main Jackson state guy was, I was looking through the the website and you've got your top sections. It's it's Mississippi state it's Ole Miss and then it's Jackson state. And I love that. Um, I love that, that Deion Sanders, like, look like I, I've been skeptical, skeptical about this. And I, I want to talk about the events of last week. And, and maybe that was a bit distracting or whatever, or however you feel about it. But there's, there's, there's no other way to say it. than Dion has brought plenty of attention to not just Jackson state, but also HBCU football. I mean, first take does uh, HBCU Wednesdays. I think it's pretty cool. What has it been like covering the program since Dion got hired?
0: It's been crazy, to be honest. Uh, the first game, a lot of people have asked me how was the first game. It, it lived up to my expectations and then some. You know, I, I walk in, go upstairs to, to take my COVID test. And while we're in a waiting area, you, you just look outside the blinds and you see a bunch of people, like a herd of people and a bunch of cameras and a bunch of the people who were downstairs were getting their cameras out and walking up like who's. And I'm like, oh, that's Troy Aikman. so Troy Aikman comes upstairs and I don't know it's just crazy to see a guy like Troy Aikman on the the sideline first game to have uh, Dallas Cowboys personnel there to have NFL personnel in the stadium and of course you know Deion I'm starting to get used to to coach now it's not as big of a a deal as it was the first couple times I saw him in person but you know like you're reminded of who he is When yeah. people like that come around him and, and start hugging him and, and giving him long talks
1: and stuff. Tell me what access has been like and and how how frequently do you guys get media interviews with Dion and do you get to talk to the players? Do you do they have an SID who's helping funnel that or is it is it mostly Dion led media coverage as far as like he chooses what he wants to do?
0: Yeah, in and, and a moment of transparency, when he first got in, I, I was a bit worried, you know, just because I, I didn't know how standoffish he was going to be, obviously, it's Dion, So he's had his, you know, way back when in the 90s and stuff is kind of back and forth with the media. And I'm from Atlanta. So like, you know, when, when Dion poured the the Gatorade or the ice, or whatever it was in the locker room on the reporter, like, so I, I know all of that. <laughs> and um, so I was kind of skeptical, I'm like, oh, man, is he going to fend us off? Because, you know, a- as you said in the opening, you know, he can go on call up Stephen A. Hey, I want to segment on first take anytime he wants. He can call up anybody, you know, being with NFL Network for over about, what was that? About 15 years, 14 years. Yeah. So you know, he has connections everywhere in media, national media from being Deion Sanders and then also just being in the media landscape for so long. So I was nervous at first, but he's definitely opened up his doors a lot, a lot recently, especially. And I think it just came from you know, kind of get a good gauge of who we are, um, our character and everything and uh, how our coverage is going to be. How are we portraying this? Are we portraying this as, you know, as as you said uh, earlier, I think you said that you admitted that you were a bit skeptical of, you know, kind of the validity of this thing and how realistic it is. Um, So, you know, it's kind of like, are we covering it as, is this just a, is this just a reality show? Is this just a, are we covering it as, this is a regular coach? This is a coach. Well, not a regular coach, but, you know, this is a coach who just happens to be extremely, extremely famous. And we're covering it from a football aspect of this is a coach. So I think it took him a couple of months to see the landscape of, you know, kind of get a good feel of how we were going to cover him, for him to open up a little more and um, welcome us in his office. Like yesterday, we went into his office, you know, and that's where we did the the press conference. And, you know, the last couple of times we talked to him, he kind of closed it with saying the same thing of, hey, I'm going to be here for a while, so we might as well develop a good relationship. We're building something here, and i like you all to be a part of it, and I hope this relationship, our relationships don't sour over time.
1: I like that. He had you in the office. It's like, it's like major league baseball. And I would imagine Rashad, (laughs) you, you mentioned like it's, it's, you're covering, you're covering this, this, it could be a reality show. Sure. And there's so much national intention. I would imagine, you know, uh, as a side tangent, we don't need to go down. There's, there's a lot of competition, um, nationally, just as far as all that coverage, because who, who isn't writing about Dion, but it's probably a breath of fresh air too. To just get to write about the team, I was going through your bylines. You were talking about, you know, Dion had high praise for how the quarterback looked in Week One and just general assessments of the football team. You were probably more than ready for that after a very long offseason for you of uh, just just mostly Dion stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, shout out to Southern Miss as well. Southern Miss they had a coaching search of their own and uh, they hired Will Hall over from Tulane. I slipped my mind for a second. So. You know, they, they kept me a little busy in the fall, and of course, high school on Friday nights. But yeah, like like you said, it was still primarily Dion. You know, hey, Dion posted on social media today. Don't forget to smile, guys. Like <laughs> that was some of the stuff I was writing in the fall. Like you know, because there was nothing else going on with Dion. So I'm. It's definitely a breath of fresh air to actually write about something I feel that's of value during the season.
1: Uh, what What did you take away? Before we talk about the locker room stuff, what did you take away from week one? I know the opponent's like a, a small enrollment and and I believe the conference openers this weekend, so we'll know more. But how does the team look?
0: Like, like you said, it's tough to, to take away too much from last week. You know, you don't want to overhype it. And,
1: oh, this team is 53 to zero. Oh, they
0: Watch out, Alabama. Like, you don't want to do that against an NAIA team. But the thing that I will say I was impressed by, and, and Coach said this as well, I was impressed by the fact that they did what they were supposed to do. So many times with teams uh, at any level, they have a gimme game, quote unquote, and they can't get the job done for whatever reason that might be. They just can't get the job done. Like They play down to the competition. They weren't ready. They underestimated their opponent. Those guys did what they had to do. And they overachieved in my opinion, or, or my expectation, because my prediction was 54 to nine. And um oh, so you're to, close. Yeah, right, right, right. There's someone else posted that and I was like, hey, you know, might play the numbers tonight. But to to shut it out, you know, I, I was kinda impressed by that. I was pretty impressed. Like they only cross midfield once. And usually in those games, you know, where you have a FCS opponent versus NAI, like at least the other team at least scores at least once because the home team is scoring so much, you know, so I I thought they would have scored, but no, they they did what they were supposed to do and they lived up to expectation. One thing I will say just to give a little bit of football talk, the quarterback position. um, I know I I wrote about it a couple of times, as you mentioned, but it was a lot of short passes, a lot of screens and stuff like that. And I know the coaching staff wasn't the most confident in their, uh, in their quarterback situation entering the season. So I'll be interested to see how that develops during the rest of the spring, as yes, they you know start to face SWAC opponents, D1 opponents, and, and stuff like that.
1: I'm actually really glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you about quarterback because people listening to this podcast know the name Shadour Sanders not on campus yet, unless I'm totally wrong, and please correct me. But oh, he, he's on do you campus. Think he's on he is campus. okay. Now, is he factoring into the quarterback battle yet, or is it just too much too soon? Is there a quarterback battle? <laughs> He, I was gonna. I, and, I was gonna assume there would be. There would be maybe one this this fall if the quarterback play this spring isn't good.
0: Yeah, I think in the fall he's a starter. <laughs> yeah, but, it, it is. It's, it's, think it's we'll like that. It is. Will like we see that. in the right. spring? He, he's nice. Yeah. Uh. No. No. He, he's not eligible to play this this spring. But we saw him in scrimmages, and he was the first one out on the field in scrimmages. He had the most snaps in scrimmages. I think he's he's the guy in in, in the fall.
1: Our twenty four seven sports recruiting rankings. Like we have, we have Jackson State with a higher class. At least on signing day, things have changed a little bit, I guess. But then, then several Power Five schools. So that's it's going to be exciting. And I'm watching as much Jackson State as I can uh, this spring, and and then of course this fall. Okay, let's talk about the post game thing. We landed on the items were stolen. They were returned. They're not filing a police report. And I read your story that Dion's tone on Tuesday when he talked about it was much more calm and much more, I'm kind of ready to move on. What was your takeaway from that whole thing?
0: Man, like, okay. So, so like I said, the first game lived up to the expectation and then some, we, we were in the media room and Dion walks in and he, he goes, it's about to be the best press conference I've ever been in. So I'm like, oh, he's about to say something funny. <laughs> and he sits down and, and he does what what you saw in the video. If you guys haven't seen the video, look it up and stuff. Man.
1: They've seen it.
0: Okay, okay. I, I know, I, you can't assume. You can't, We're in a bubble, you know, where our whole lives are surrounding, covering Deion Sanders. So I don't know what the outside world sees. But yeah, in, in that video... I mean, you saw what happened there. And oh, so so what happened? I was at the stadium for the rest of the night. I was at the stadium. I was the last reporter there. All the two national sites and everything like that. They went home. TV went home. It was just myself. And I was there with the SID. And yeah, so I was kind of there the entire time. Officials told me, hey, th- this is what's going on. You know, it was, was kind of like multiple officials told me that. I tweeted out. Multiple officials are saying this. So we changed our story to that. A few minutes later, hey, actually, this happened, okay? Officials are now telling me this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, people are looking at us like, Rashad, I thought you said this. And I'm like, I'm not a liar. I'm literally, I'm just a messenger. You know, that was just uh, an entire fiasco. And um, I think just throughout it all, it was kind of like the the more changes there were to it, the more kind of regret there was of, Uh, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. But, but, but I I think that there might've been some regret in how things were handled on both parties. But I think coach had, had a good uh, response to it yesterday.
1: You're right on the money. And, and no one following your tweets was ever like, what's this, what's this guy with, it was, it was clearly such a fluid situation that rose to the level of the SID or the AD or the, the school you know president for like, Oh, not verse Dion, but like they were clearly disagreeing about things. So you definitely, you might've been caught in the middle of it, but I, I think you were just doing your job and doing a, a good job at that. And, uh, Maybe I'm wrong to say like it, it was, I mean, it clearly was a distraction, but we were still talking about it. Maybe that's, maybe that's what Dion wanted. Last question here. You mentioned that they have a Jackson state is a great fan base. Put your finger on the pulse of, of, of what it's like in the community there as far as Jackson state football. And when you say they have a great fan base and people are excited, what does that look like?
0: I I always think back to, you know, there are not many public appearances with fans and everything, you know, with COVID But I always kind of point back to the introduction. It wasn't a press conference because he didn't take any questions. You know, when the entrance you saw when he went in with the Cadillac and the band and, you know, they were driving indoors with the police escorts and everything. I was talking to a fan afterward. And this was a fan who, you know, Dion, he was just giving his little pep talk. We're going to be fast. And then, you know, like Mm -hmm. the the man in the car goes fast. (laughs) We're going to be tough, (laughs) tough. We're going to be tough. And then he's like, and we're going to win. We're going to win, coach. We're going to win. And, you know, like, I, I thought about that. Like, and I think that says everything you need to know about how excited the fans are. Because that man, he thought he was on the team. And, uh, and that's just like the general kind of consensus around here. He's the talk of the town. I, I said this before in, in, uh, in another interview of, you know, when, when when his boombox was like stolen. When his boombox was stolen, you know, there, there were some helicopters flying over. Uh, like our neighborhood, and in a neighborhood Facebook group, someone's like, hey, does anybody know what all these planes and helicopters are, are doing flying over the area re- recently? Someone's like, it's probably the government looking for Deion's boombox. So it's like everything Dion does is big time here. There's billboards of him, just like home of Coach Prime, welcome Coach Prime, like Deion Sanders, like he's the talk of the town. He's what everybody's, and it's not just in Jackson, it's all around state. You know, Lane Kiffin was talking about him on
1: on early signing days, so he's everywhere. Rashad, you're doing a great job covering it. It was a blast talking to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again to Rashad for taking the time to talk to us. We recorded that late on a Wednesday night. I got in touch with him. He was he was game to do it, and we knocked it out. I really enjoyed it. I told him it won't be the last time he makes an appearance here on the College Football Daily. In the meantime, make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Rashad Milligan, for more Jackson State and Deion Sanders coverage. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Everyone have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday for the next edition of the College Football Daily.